Welcome to another edition of the Music Academy Success Podcast. Music Academy Success is the largest and number one program for music school owners. Since 2008, Master Business Coach Marty Fort has worked with school owners and teachers in 44 states and on six continents. On the Music Academy Success Podcast, you'll hear interviews with music lesson industry leaders so you can learn how to better your business by getting more students, keeping students longer, and building the music school and lifestyle of your dreams. And now, here's your host for the podcast, CEO of Music Academy Success, Mr. Marty Fort. Welcome to the Music Academy Success System podcast. This is Marty Fort here, your host. I am the founder and head coach of the Music Academy Success program, which we call MASS. MASS since 2008 is the world's largest and leading program. We work with hundreds of musical owners all around the world on six continents. We work with music school teachers that are teaching in their homes. We work with music school teachers that teach in their students' homes. We work with small schools, 50 to 100 students, mid-sized schools with 500 students. We even work with large schools that have 4,000 students. I, I myself have 1,600 in three locations. They are the largest schools in South Carolina. And what I do is I help musical owners to grow their businesses, grow their enrollment, fix their student retention, and a variety of things with our coaching and our live events. We enjoy doing this podcast where we bring you guest experts in the music education and studio industry, some that are mass members, some that are just different authors, and we got a lot of great episodes planned. So keep checking out the Music Academy Success Podcast on iTunes and all other podcast outlets. Today's guest is Camille Hastings. She is the director of Leading Note Studios in San Diego, California. And the reason I wanted to have her on the podcast today is a variety of reasons. Um, she is the winner of our National School of the Year contest, which we had in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll talk about that. She runs two locations in San Diego under the Leading Note Studios brand. She's got a great family, really interesting stuff they do. We're gonna talk about that. Um, she's a musician, um, but she's been able to grow her business um, and have family, you know, work-life balance, still play music, still do all kinds of things. She's very creative. So if you're looking to grow your studio, you're gonna learn a lot from Camille today. So let's just go ahead and dive in. And Camille Hastings, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Marty. Thank you so much for having me part of your uh, Music Academy Success podcast. I'm really excited to be here. So thank you for inviting me. Well, I know you're very busy over there, and I appreciate you taking the time. And like I said, you are just um, a great storyteller. You've got a lot to, to share with people, and um, we've got a lot to go over. So let's just kind of break the ice. Um, Camille, for those that don't know, um, you and your story. Tell us all about Leading Note Studios, San Diego, California. Yeah, so we opened in 2009, and we're actually in the North County area of San Diego in the cities of Encinitas and San Marcos. So I opened up the Encinitas location in 2009 in July, and in the month of August, I had five students. And now today, my Encinitas location has 450 and my San Marcos location that has just been open a year and a half, we just broke the 200 mark. So all in all, we have over 665 students at the two locations. Yeah, Camille, you know, you're going to get to 1,000. It's going to be amazing. Um, you know, you've also got not only an interesting story as a business owner and entrepreneur, um, you've got a cool musician story. You know, you so take us through your history of your background as a musician from taking lessons as a kid to performing around and, um, you know, being in different bands, you know, let's tell, let's learn more about your history and background as a musician. Yeah. Well, I grew up in LA County, um, Claremont area. There is a Claremont in San Diego. So not to be confused with the Claremont in LA County. 
Um, I grew up there. Uh, I started taking piano lessons from uh, a lady, you know, down the street. And then I had flute lessons and joined the marching band in middle school. In high school, I was in the choir. So I just jumped into music and never left. And then uh, sometime around middle school and high school, I started doing musical theater. I was in uh, shows year round uh, from playing Wendy and Peter Pan um, to, uh, you know, playing in Bye Bye Birdie, playing Frenchie. So I've done a lot of musical theater. Uh, I performed as a backup singer to Barry Manilow in the uh, Bowl, Hollywood Bowl in L.A. County. And there was even uh, for my high school years, when we were driving to L.A. doing all the auditions, I actually became the chauffeur for other childhood actors. When mom couldn't take them to an audition, they would hire me to take them into the audition, help them with their lines, help them rehearse and then drive them home. So that was all through my high school years. And then, you know, I just have never looked back. I've done uh, bands over the years. I've been in all girl bands, uh, rock bands, blues bands. I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston and absolutely fell in love with that. Graduated in three years with a songwriting major and a performance major and then spent 10 years in Nashville, did that. And then um, the unfortunate 9-11 hit and I wanted to be around family. So we came to San Diego to be around my family. And, um, you know, my dream was always to open up a studio. I was part of one in Nashville and fell in love with uh, her studio. And so my aspirations grew to own my own studio one day and made it happen in 2009 on a wing and a prayer. So, uh, and from there, the rest is history. I've just been uh, hitting the ground running with that. Well, you've done amazing, you know, and as I alluded to earlier, Camille, you know, you every year at the Music Academy Success Conference, we have a National School of the Year um, contest. The best way I can describe it, it's kind of like a business battle of the bands. You know, people go up and they present and they share their story. And you are the winner of our most recent National School of the Year Award. Um, I'm coming out to see you and visit your school, spend the day with you and um, your staff and your family in uh, February. Looking forward to that. We're going to work on the business and invite mayor out and have food and a great day of consulting and all that and um gave you a thousand dollars so let's let's kind of talk about that experience camille you know what was um competing in the contest like what's it like winning the award and you know what's the national school of the year contest all about and what does it mean to you oh my gosh it was so exciting um it was great to be nominated for it um and then when you put the presentation together and talk about all the things you did of course this was all during covid year so it was a whole different ball game of how my business was being operated and manned and just being saved. I had just opened up my San Marcos location in February, had a ribbon cutting on the 27th. And of course, March 19th came around and we all shut down. So I had 65 clients that I had to immediately put on Zoom at the new location. Um, and in putting my national school presentation together, Wow, I couldn't believe all the things that we had done. In fact, I had a team of us all working and they'd go, oh, don't forget we did this. And don't forget we did this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot we did that. So it was really um, awe-inspiring to me how much of a team effort. It was definitely not just me. I have office staff. I have teachers that helped. I have a studio manager. I have a recording studio manager. And we all, you know, just kept reminding ourselves of everything we did to save the business. And I think that was even more humbling is that 
so many people pulled together to save the business. We, you know, we weren't about to let it fail. We were doing anything we could to save it. And it was just, I think that was um, part of the whole process of putting the presentation together was to finding out that you're not alone and the ideas come from everywhere, you know, so that was great. Yeah. And ideas do. And you're also, um, I want to give you some credit. Um, and it's true. Your staff does definitely help you out. We're going to talk about, you know, the family business because you have some family help in the business, um, Mm -hmm. which is a hard thing to pull off. You know, most times family businesses are dysfunctional, but yours is very functional in a a great way. Uh, But you're also, Camille, a very creative um, type. You're a very creative spirit. um, And that's just kind of your nature. So I think it's just kind of the power tandem of, you know, your natural creativity uh, since I work with you and I know you, um, you know, plus your staff. Um, what factors do you think led to you being voted the winner? I've never really talked to you about that. I'm curious. Um, you know, you did a rocking 15 minute presentation. There was a lot of stiff competition from all over North America. Um, looking back, Camille, you know, what factors do you think, you know, helped you take the title? You know, when I was watching the other presentations, I had about, I think, two go before me and three go after um, first of all, I was shocked. I was the only female. I was the only female nominated. It was a, a sea of male owners. And I was uh, pretty shocked about that. Cause I know that in our mass group, there's a lot of females that I'm always reaching out to and stuff like that. So, so that was pretty shocking. But even then when they were doing their presentations, they've talked a lot about the past and what they did to get there. They talked about the history of their school and where they came from. And I started panicking going, Oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about where I came from. I'm only talking about what I'm doing, what I plan to do, you know? So at first I thought it would hinder me, but then I just feel like I really just gave everybody a checklist and I wanted everybody to feel like, Hey, this is what I'm doing that has worked. And here's your checklist. See if you can go and do these things and make your business better. So I think I really empowered all the other studio managers or owners by giving them something to take home and actually do. And there were some things I even said, hey, do this in your hotel room tonight to improve your business. So um, I think that's what kind of set me over the edge is that I just had, I mean, we talk, we talk about ponds, you know, we advertise in different ponds, but I mean, there's so many other ways that we advertise and get our name out there. So um, I think that's what I think set me apart a little bit. So, Camille, for our next conference, we're going to Graceland, and I'm very excited for that. It's going to be awesome because it's at the guest house at the Graceland Estate. The hotel's on the site. It's the pool, the restaurants, the ballroom, the theater. Um, everything's there, and we're really stoked about that. And we've already got um, about 75% sold out, so it's definitely going to sell out. And, um, you know, a lot we always do really good events. Andy Core is our keynote speaker this year. He's going to be talking about relieving stress. And, um, you know, mental health and just being more productive in our business and our, our lives. Um, but, you know, our, our events are very special. Um, we are definitely the industry leader as far as putting on live events. We've done Dallas. We've done Cleveland. We've done Charlotte. Uh, we've done all kinds of stuff. But, you know, some people listening to this have never been, don't know, you know, what it's about. Um, so, Camille, you know, for somebody that's never been to a mass conference, um, what's it like? What happens at a mass event? Well, I've been to a couple of them. I've done the virtual one and I've done the in-person in Nashville. You know, the virtual is great, but at the end of the Zoom call, you go, bye. And when you're in person at the end of the meeting, you go, hey, let's go grab a drink. Hey, I want to meet you. 
I want to talk to you. I, you know, you get to pick who you get to go to dinner with and the conference doesn't end when the zoom turns off. So if you're going to go, do not zoom, go in person. It's so much better. And whatever your level of, um, fear with everything going on, it's covered. They're take, you're taken care of the place is clean. They, uh, you, you are treated like a VIP at these conferences. So don't let that stop you be in person because everybody in that room owns a studio and someone in that room, in fact, several in the room have the exact same size, two locations, 700, trying to get to a thousand, find that person, have dinner with them, buy them a drink, share ideas. It's, it's the way to go. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it, you, you got to go in person for a 24 seven conference for three days. It's worth it to be there and it's worth every penny. And there, it's a lot of fun. And I think the power is, you know, I, I go to different conferences, Camille, and, and most of them are mixed. So you'll have different industries put together. And mm-hmm. as you can imagine, most entrepreneurs are not very excited to talk to music school owners. I even had one person at a major conference and I tried to hand her my card. And she's like, she handed it back to me. I was like, okay. This <laughs> <laughs> point blank said she was not interested in networking with music had nothing to do with us and see ya. The vice versa is when you're at the mass conference, it's like, a carrot cup. It's instant coffee. It's like instant connection. Every single person in that room, because we only allow our members to come, is not only a music school owner, but they're a mass member. So you're getting the the duality of, you know, they all understand you. They understand what you do. They have the same issues, same challenges, same goals, yeah. but they're also of the same mindset because they're music academy success members. They were all positive, focused on our growth. And we're going to talk about that in a second. We talk about 2020. You know, you lead two schools with um, a lot of moving parts, and a lot of staff. We talked about the importance of your staff earlier um, to help those that are listening today, you know, improve their schools. What tips do you have for others that want to do the same and they want to get better at moving all the different parts it requires to to lead an organization such as, you know, Leading Note? Well, you definitely have to have people to reach out to. Um, I've got a lawyer that I call in an instant. Um, I've got an HR rep that I call in an instant. All my teachers are employees in California. Um, I started off as contractors. So, so I've had the contractor route. I switched them to employees because there was a law that came through. And I am actually thrilled that, that I have employees now. The um, quality that I can control now is so much better. Um, there was transition year. You know, I had about two years where I had some employees, some and who used to be contractors. So they still had the contractor mindset, but now everybody has an employee mindset and it's, uh, it's really helped me in my business that way. Um, so that's great. Um, as far as my staff goes, yeah, I've got a total of 33 people between the two locations and even I'm hiring two new teachers currently. And I just hired another front desk staff. And I actually have one of my students that's been with me since I opened. So 14 years, she's turning 16. Um, she now comes in and helps us stuff envelopes and, uh, do musical ladder printouts and things like that. So I, I find the help where I can find it. Well, you do a great job at it. You know, um, I want to transition now and talk a little about, you know, you have a really cool family You know, your son's a college athlete, your husband's a musician, um, your daughter works in the school with you. And that's interesting to me, Camille, because like I said, most of the time that doesn't go so well. Um, you know, families are by and large kind of better in their own lanes. Family businesses have problems. Um, 
but you're able to, you know, to pull that off. So I'm curious for people listening to the podcast, what advice do you have for people to work with their family members? You know, uh, my daughter and I get along great. She's the studio manager. Uh, she's now training all the front desk staff. Um, she came to me through COVID because she lost her job in LA. Uh, in fact, currently she still has an apartment in LA and travels back and forth on the weekends. Um, but you know, we just let people know, listen, we kind of get a little short with each other, but it's never done out of uh, hate or frustration. You know, it's just how we communicate sometimes and we turn around and smile and laugh the next minute. Um, so there is that family dynamic where you tend to get a little bit more emotional with your family member, but we absolutely make sure it's never done in front of a client or anything like that. And, you know, we never, we never take work home. We, uh, you know, we'll get home and she'll have to download. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, I'm on the sofa. I'm done. You know? And so we have to kind of make sure we check out my husband. Um, he's a musician. He's been in bands, uh, toured all over the world. Um, even played the James Brown band and things like things like that. He keeps his foot in the door to teach just enough people so he can make his motorcycle payment. So am I making my payment? I was like, yes, honey, you're making your payment. So <laughs> he, uh, but he's always, a. Uh, He's a great salesman, um, so he's always helping us with new apps or websites. You want to try? In fact, he brought me several websites that we use, so he's a great um, aspect there. And then uh, my next son just graduated with a real estate degree, and so now I've got him just keeping his ear to the ground about a third location. I keep telling him, I was like, you know, just if you see anything in this area that I could buy, because I really want to own my next building. Uh, not just rent or lease. Um, so I've already got him, you know, searching for me. I was like, I'm not ready yet, but just, you know, keep your ear to the ground, keep learning about it. Uh, and then, yes, my youngest is a, a junior in college, but a freshman college football player and just had a start as a quarterback at UC Davis and they are undefeated. So awesome. that's exciting. And yes, if you could see me on this podcast, I have my streak of blue hair and my blue football nails to support the team. So Right on, right on. It's very cool. And, you know, um, what's interesting about the real estate thing, Camille, you're going to get three locations. You're going to have 1,500, maybe 2,000 students. Sky's the limit for you in leading note. And I really believe that. Um, what's interesting, as you've seen, is more mass members than ever are buying their own commercial buildings. Um, the SBA, the Small Business Administration, has a great 504 program. Um, I own my three buildings. I did two 504s and I did one conventional. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. You know, um, let's talk about, an, you know, kind of another elephant in the room for all of us in this industry. And unfortunately, it's not over yet. Um, but I would like to go back in time with you. March 2020, you know, what happened? You talked a little bit about this and the 65 clients or whatever. But let's dig deeper. Talk about March 2020 for leading note in COVID especially in California. Um, what happened? Well, I, uh, you know, started hearing things through the grapevine and I believe it was a mass call that you guys talked about zoom. And this was maybe a Wednesday, you know, going, Hey guys, something's happening. We better start looking at zoom. So on Thursday and Friday, I ran around the studio. I put zooms on all the iPads here. I, um, I made a video that I sent to all my teachers going, hey, guys, everybody, please download Zoom. I think we might have to go on, uh, online for two weeks. Um, and then by Saturday, we were open, but we had some people freaking out not coming in that day. 
And so I started making phone calls and I spent literally the next two weeks calling each and every client saying, you know, because they'd want to quit or take a break for two weeks. And I go, no, you need this in your house. You need music. You need to not focus on the TV. You need to, you know, not dwell on what's happening outside. You need to bring a little joy in your life and have your child play Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star on the piano or have yourself play a minuet to de-stress and decompose because that's what music does. It saves us. Um, And so literally, uh, you know, I lost 150 clients over the time at the, I had just gotten 450 clients when COVID hit. We went down to 290 at my worst, which was in July. Um, And of course I was back to being open by, by May. In May, I opened my doors to those that wanted to come in. Um, but we went like 99% on Zoom in March. May, I opened up. We only had maybe 15% come in. By August of 2020, my numbers were going back up again. And by November, I matched my COVID numbers. So um, within you know nine months, I was back to where pre-COVID numbers. And then by January, I surpassed them. So, and I've done nothing but go up since. Um, and it's just because I've done whatever it took. I called the client, what will it take for you to keep your business and keep music in your household? What will it take for me to keep that joy? And um, unfortunately I had three tragedies that hit home with students. Um, and because of that, I was like, I am not closing. I'm not doing this. You guys need music. It's therapeutic and it's, it's healthy and it's happy. Um, and, uh, that's, that's what I fought for. You did a fantastic job, Camille. And you know, it's, it's real feast or famine out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the small business administration has classified our industry as officially hard hit. A lot of schools closed a lot of people that are, um, not all, but some of the people that are joining music Academy success now that were not with me last year, um, their businesses are down 50, 75, you know, percent. Um, what I'd love to hear you kind of elaborate on is in our little world of music Academy success, you know, our members are crushing it, you know, and you're seeing daily on the Facebook page, the success stories. We have a, a, a tradition in music Academy success and people can see it on our Facebook page. That when somebody hits a goal, they hit 300 students or they sit, hit 600 students or they hit 50, whatever the goal is, they'll get gold balloons, you know, and they'll take mm-hmm. a picture and you've done that and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so tell them from somebody on the inside. I mean, you know, how have you, how have your fellow mass members fared during COVID and now Delta, you know, what are you seeing Camille? You know, just ideas, try this, try this. We did this. We share ads. We go, Hey, this ad, I'm going to show it to you worked really well for me. Um, we share verbiage, you know, use this word instead of this word. It's really working for me. Um, and then just to reach out and just say, you know, Hey, I just hit 75 students. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. I remember that hitting 75 students. It was a big day because for me, 75 students finally paid my rent, you know? So um, the small accomplishes. And then of course I see the people posting, you know, they hit a thousand, they hit 1400. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait for me to post that, you know? So You've got the ones you're encouraging to bring along. You've got the ones you're looking toward to follow. And we're all sharing ideas. And it's a daily, I mean, there's days I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't been on Facebook in the last two days. What have I missed? You know? So it's really important that I go on and, and see the group and see what's happening. And um, 
And we have people that, you know, are like, I'm in a bad mood today. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Because we have those days. Trust me. I cried during COVID. There were heavy sobbing days. I, it was not all joyful. So even those people that post, you know, like, I, I need to pick me up. The amount of text and responses, and I'm sure there's even personal messages, you know, behind the scenes that go out. It's unbelievable. So um, the support you have in the group is just amazing. Yeah. You know, and support is important and mental health is important and marketing is important. And there's, there's so many moving parts. And one of the things that's always interested me, Camille, is, um, you know, I, as a guitarist, you know, took lessons for easily 15 years with different teachers, college, getting my master's, master classes, all that kind of stuff. I would imagine you were the same. I mean, how many years of lessons approximately did you have? And then at Berkeley at three years, I means so you had easily over 10 years of lessons yourself, right? Oh, even more than that. Yeah. So, you know, I started at, you know, eight doing piano and, you know, Marty, you touched on this earlier, as far as like, you know, having a job and someone returning your business card because you own a music studio. Um, There's a lot of uh, people that say, you know, well, you're going to career for music. What are you going to do with that? I actually have on my website, a list of over 500 jobs that you can make a living at doing music. Um, And that's just as important that you can make a living doing music and not just as a studio owner, but as a teacher. And again, we share ideas on how to teach. Like I had a staff meeting yesterday and my topic was, listen, let's all share. What do you do with a super hard student? That one that cries in the corner, doesn't want to play. And because the kids are even coming in emotional, you know, and sometimes you're a counselor. Um, So we had even a staff meeting on that, but um, there's a lot you can do in the music industry and just keep it joyful and happy. And, um, you know, keep it because this is something that'll be part of your life. And Marty, I'm sure you know this with even with your daughter, Katie, you're teaching her music that she will have till she's 99 years old. Mm -hmm. And I say this all the time. Every retirement home has a grand piano. None of them have a soccer team. So we are giving things to people that they will have for a lifetime. And I think that's the joy of it, that this is something and, you know, this is something they'll have the entire life. And so that, that's what makes it joyful and, and happy and fun to be around. I I'm not a history. <laughs> I, I completely agree. And, you know, it's so it's the whole thing of, you know, you've just very eloquently laid out the power of music mentorship and everybody on this podcast uh, I would assume is a, is a music teacher, musician, or interested in music. And they understand that too. They get the power of being a piano teacher, being a voice teacher, the power of going to Berkeley College of Music, the power of being a professor, whatever. Um, but I think the thing that's definitely misunderstood, and I know why it's misunderstood, um, is the concept of business mentorship. You know, business mentorship, mm-hmm. Camille, has been evolving um, for a long time, whether it's you know Napoleon Hill a long time ago to you know, Dan Kennedy's work now. Um, and there are a lot of bad actors, frankly, in the business mentorship space um, who are not great at running coaching <clears throat> programs, don't deliver great product, um, don't deliver results. There's just a lot of hype. And that's a problem um, for our industry. But there are also a lot of great business mentors. Um, I've always been very uh, specific to give credit to mine. You know, Sam Beckford was a big mentor to me. Um, Dan Kennedy, of course, big mentor to me. Bill Glazer. Um, I, and so, you know, there, there is a validity to all the good 
business mentors out there. In your mind, you know, how would you describe to someone if you were sitting down with them at coffee, how would you try to explain to them what good business mentorship is? What does that mean? What do people get from it? And how does it compare to being a music teacher and like being a business teacher? You know, um, I'm one of those people that hated business books. I wanted to read, I love fiction books. I love my historical fiction books. And I wanted to read those. Um, Man, when I got into mass and started, you know, hearing all these business ideas, I was blown away by what I wasn't doing. And that could make my life not only better, but easier. I mean, I now travel every weekend to my son's football games and I don't worry about my business because of now the books I really enjoy reading. I've read the Dan Kennedy books because of you. I've read your books. Um, Even other mass members have written books and now I really, really enjoy them. And it's always fun to highlight something and tell my staff about it. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, you've been reading again, you know? And I'm like, I'm always like, I got this idea from mass. Marty says, you know, I got this from Dan's book. And even my front desk office staff, we now are reading through one of Dan Kennedy's books together. And every Monday night we have dinner and go through one of the chapters and we talk about it together. So it's having a business mentor is, is fun now. It's, it's something that, Ooh, what idea am I going to glean from this? It's uh, it's something that I wish I had done, you know, in 2009. Right. I mean, there's always things you wish you had done years ago. I wish I'd listened to myself. I wish I'd done this, but now I am doing it. And I try not to say, I wish I had, I make sure I do it. Um, but having someone like you that I can call on the phone and just say, wow, this happened. And especially with COVID, I mean, I lost 12 teachers during COVID. I basically lost a teacher a month. That means I had to call the client, find a new teacher, sell the new teacher, get them to stay, tell the child, here's your new teacher. I mean, I had to do that so many times. Um, and yet it didn't affect my numbers. My numbers went up and I was only able to do that because of mass and these mentors that told me, hey, always be interviewing. And now I am, I'm always interviewing. Uh, and I have the time to, because of my mentors that told me, hey, why don't you use this website? It'll save you doing this. And I do, and I'm like, wow, now I freed up that time. And I know Marty, you, I, I've told you this story I've asked you, I'm like, I'm feeling kind of bored right now. I'm feeling restless, you know, because I've got systems in place that are working so well. And that was because of all the ideas that are coming from mentors. So it's really made a huge difference to find someone you click with and that you listen to and, um, and take their advice. Well, and what's cool about everything you said is it's very apparent in the tone in your voice and your zeal that you are having fun, you know, with the business mentor programs. And that's what I love about what you said, Camille, is that, you know, you were able to take it from drudgery of, oh, here's another business book. And there's, look, there's a lot of bad business books out there. But as you said, when you click with the right coach, it's like clicking with the right piano teacher. It's like clicking with the right voice teacher. And people take off like a rocket. If they go to musicacademysuccess.com, um, they see uh, the testimonials that are on there. They see all the five-star Google reviews we have. They see all the five-star Facebook reviews we have. And those are people that clicked with us and took off like a rocket because um, they were able to embrace men- business mentorship and have fun you know, at the same time. Um, why do you think some musicians, though, try to go it alone. I mean, I can't go it alone. I have mentors. Yeah. I think you would agree. You know, you, you got through last year and you are successful. 
because of your family support, your staff support, your mentor support. But a lot of people, you know, they're kind of they're kind of stubborn, frankly. Um, they just think, nah, I can do this. I should be, or they feel the guilt of they should be able to do it by themselves. Um, but that's the message of the podcast today, right? I have not done mm-hmm. any of this by myself. Um, you did not get here by yourself, and you were very uh, came from a position of gratitude of the people that help and support you, you know, whether it's your attorney or your family or your teachers or whoever. Um, so Camille, why, you know, why is it, why do you think some musicians resist getting help with their business in their schools? Well, I think that we forget that as musicians, we all love being in bands. We are not solo artists. I think Kenny G is the only one who can be a solo artist. Otherwise we all have bands around us. We all have people that, you know, got to get the rhythm going around us. And, um, I think we forget that. Also, you know, as we always say, we're starving musicians and they say money's, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. You can't afford not to. And I, and I say that so wholeheartedly um, that in one month, that little amount that you spend on the membership, you will get 10 things that you should be doing that will make that money back tenfold. And so, the you know, I think as musicians, we sit there and go, oh, I can't afford it. It's out of my budget. You need to make it in your budget. And it's such a minimal cost. You're going to get it back. Um, but we also need to know that, um, you know, it's great to be your one man show in your own room, teaching lessons, collecting your own paycheck, being paid. Uh, but then when you've got someone else doing that and then somebody else doing that. And then when that student that was taking like for me piano and wants to switch to guitar, I don't lose that student anymore. I send them to you, Marty, and you're working for me. And now you're teaching the guitar lesson. I'm still making money off that student and I have room for a new piano student. So to have that group of teachers as your employees or as your contractors, I mean, why, why lose a student when they switch instruments? Why not keep them with a new teacher that works for you? Absolutely. Well, listen, Camille, um, I love doing this interview. You're always ready to talk to. I can't wait to come see you and your family and your staff and your amazing business in San Diego and spend a day with you guys and do some consulting. It's going to be awesome. What what does the future hold for Leading Note? You kind of talked about the building, three locations. Anything else you want to talk about? What are you excited about for the future for Leading Note Studios? Well, um, my first location in Encinitas, I am actively talking with my landlord and we're looking at building four rooms next door. Um, so that will give me a total of 16 rooms here. Um, and uh, we have a new system of teaching. So that brings in more students. Also, we teach toddlers. So we start at, you know, one year old. So that brings in more students. Um, San Marcos, I want to get it up to 500, just like Encinitas is. And of course, I have that vision of a third location and my staff kind of throw up in their mouth when I say that right now. But I think with all the systems we're putting into place and the way we're training people now and how I'm always hiring people, um, I think it's doable sooner than later. You know, that first location came around in 2009, the second one in in 2020. So that was, you know, almost a, a... 11 year gap. And I want to get that third location in closer to three to four years. So I think that's, that's, what's going to be next for leading note. And um, we didn't talk about this, Marty, but I always, I'm happy with our name as a musician. You guys know that the leading tone, that seventh note of the scale is something that always drives you home. And that's where I got leading note from that putting music in your life will just 
It always leads you home. Music always leads you home. And that's what I want to do is I want to bring people joy and laughter in their home for a lifetime. So that's what Leading Note Studios is all about. And you do an excellent job at it. Um, you do an excellent job with your presentation. I, I think that's one of the primary reasons they voted for you for School of the Year is your just natural joy for what you do. Um, and you came through the fire of COVID, you know, with flying colors. And, um, you know, your third location is going to be amazing. And I'm looking forward to the journey um, with you and your team. You know, um, if anybody would like to give Mass a try, uh, it's very simple. Go to musicacademysuccess.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y. Or as you know, Camille, if they've got some questions, you know, we are the only coaching program that I'm aware of that has two full-time office staffers, Alexis and Marissa, are in our office Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. And they welcome your call, your text, your email, 803-917-1434, 803-917-1434, or just email them at office at musicacademysuccess.com. But as you know, Camille, they're very easy to get a hold of, very personal. Also, both of them graduated from being managers in my schools to now being involved in the coaching business, um, which being the largest in the world is a very big business now. Um, but I just encourage anybody listening to this that wants to be like Camille and wants to grow their business and wants to get that love and passion and fire back for their business and still spend time with their family and not have to teach until late at night and just really take it to the next level, reach out to us. You know, you can go ahead, if you're ready to get started now, musicacademysuccess.com slash apply or contact our office. And we'd love to hear about your school, learn about your situation and tell you how we can help and help you to get to the next level. Camille Hastings, I will see you in San Diego, my friend. Yes, you will. And you'll see me in Memphis. I'll be in uh, Memphis for the next conference. And you'll see my staff at the staff in uh, Carolina in November. So you're not going to be missing out on seeing me, that's for sure. Well, I can't wait. And like I said, it's just been awesome to see it grow. And um, I'm glad that COVID is going down. I'm glad things are improving. And I'm just ready to get back to focusing on music. So Camille Hastings, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Marty. All right, everybody, here's your Music Academy success.